Hey everyone, what the heck is up and welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to my returning listeners. You are currently tuned into Practical Alignment, a podcast where we talk about all things mindset, metaphysical and manifestation and spirituality. And I give you tips and tools on how to live a life of alignment for what feels good for you. I am your host, Katrina Macias. I'm an intuitive healer. You can work with me one-on-one and check out my website at practicalalignmentkm.com. Anyways, hi everyone. I'm super, super pumped to be with you today. I miss you, obviously. It's been two weeks since we last spoke with each other, but I have a lot to fill you in on, and I can't wait to dive into this week's episode. So within the last time we spoke with each other, I traveled to Utah with my beautiful mother and we both taught at the Taste Your Magic seminar. So in the seminar, it was basically like a retreat where we talked about spirituality and we just did a lot of energy work and energy healing with a group of people. And my mother and I were teachers, like I said, my mother teaches about epigenetics and she is an incredible energy healer. And I led everyone in the group in Qigong every morning. Qigong is what I use to help mitigate my upper back, shoulder, and neck pain. And it's what truly kind of opened my eyes to the world of natural medicine. And so being able to share Qigong magic and work with my mom alongside a bunch of other wonderful healers was such an honor. We had such an incredible time in Utah, and it was my first teaching experience for a large group, and it went over really well, so it was just an overall amazing experience. One of the biggest things that I worked on during this retreat, because I wasn't just teaching, I was also learning, is focusing on being receptive. Uh focusing on my receiving energy. I always tell my clients to be open to receiving, um, but obviously that's easier said than done for everyone. And it's so insane how open we are to give, give, give as much as we can to other people. But when the tables are turned, we just shut ourselves down and kind of close ourselves off from abundance by blocking off our receptivity muscles. And so... What I mostly learned from this retreat was to just allow myself to be received and seen by others in a positive way. So what I mean by that, uh, I guess since stepping into this position as an energy healer, as a business owner, as, as someone, in, uh, just, just this position in my young life, I think that I have built up a lot of defense mechanisms. I think like everyone, I'm very afraid of judgment. And since this kind of work and this lifestyle isn't necessarily for everyone, it's put me in a fear position for a lot of my journey. And I, I guess I could say that it's been a roller coaster trying to navigate, like being seen and putting myself out there fully in fear of facing confrontation from other people or in fear of being rejected by others. It's always been something that has kind of influenced how I've dictated my business and how I've managed it so far. And so the concept of me being seen always made me feel like to be seen means it's scary because people are going to judge me. But for the first time in a really long time, my mindset has shifted to thinking that being seen is also being seen in my light. It's being seen in my beauty. It's being seen as in my strength. And I never considered that. I always thought it was something to do with defense, but now I can kind of understand that being seen 
is also positive. People can see me for who I am and love me for that. And kind of really just appreciate who I am. And I usually, you know, when people compliment us, we're like, oh, thank you. And then we brush it aside. But it's hard for a lot of people to fully take in compliments and to like allow ourselves to bask and be receptive to what messages people have to share about us. And that's something I really struggled with. And so this weekend, there was just a ton of exercises where we worked with one another and we shared with our partners. We had partners in different exercises and we were able to share with each other what gifts we saw in each other. And we were able to tell each other how we perceive them. And people were saying such wonderful, kind things about me. And I was just like, holy cow, like, I, you, like, what does it mean? Like, I can be seen and I can be loved for it. I know it's such a silly concept to say out loud, but it's, it's something that's really been weighing down on me for quite some time. So being open to being seen in a positive light has truly impacted my life. And I feel so much more secure and confident in myself now because of that. So that was a really huge growing step for me. Something that was really lovely as well is that this idea and this concept of being seen was also reflected by one of my best friends. She was my best friend in middle school. Um, and she's an artist. Her name is Cindy. And she's so wonderful. And I was able to see her during this trip. Um, my mother and I traveled to Utah and Utah is so gorgeous, but Utah is where I was able to meet up with my friend Cindy, and she is an artist, and she painted me a portrait of myself. She made, like, she surprised me with this gift, and she is so talented and so special, and she's so sensitive and intuitive, and so she painted this picture of me, and it was a reflection of how she saw me. And it was just this very feminine, gentle, peaceful person. Like she painted me with my hands on my heart. When I release this podcast, I should have already posted a picture of this on my Instagram. So you can check it out for yourself. And definitely give Cindy a follow on her Instagram. Her links will be in the show notes. But she painted me in such a loving way. Um... And by looking at that picture, it just like touched my heart and it was so meaningful to me because it really truly symbolized and like set in stone this concept of people seeing me in ways that I'd never even anticipated. People don't see me as just this weird woo-woo. I hate the word woo-woo. It's so, it's like it discredits everything that I do, but it's a word that people use, but people just see me as this weirdo who like does tarot and talks about spirituality and she's just loosey-goosey. Like that's not it. Like people can see me as being supportive and loving and true to myself. And I don't know, it's just, she did, Cindy did such an incredible job of capturing that. And it really touched my heart because for the first time I was able to like accept that and be open to being seen that way and like respect myself and just like honor that I am a good person and that I have a lot to offer. So I'm really grateful for seeing Cindy. She's such an incredible artist. She does commissions. She does other work. She is a great person. And so definitely give her an account a follow. So it was just really interesting. This whole trip to Utah was so... It was so many up levels. And I was able to integrate so many experiences into my life that were incredible. On top of that, my mom and I went to Arches National Park. 
if you have not been there and if you don't follow me on Instagram, check out my pictures from there because this park is so beautiful. All the natural arches formed by nature are just breathtaking. They're huge, they're ginormous, and they're so grounding. So Utah is just a beautiful place. I really had so much fun. So before I change the subject, I just want to give you all some homework for this week. I want you to practice receptivity in its most grounding and wholesome state possible. The next time someone pays you a compliment or recognizes you or you feel seen or you recognize something in yourself, I want you to bask in it just a little bit. Allow yourself 15 seconds, 30 seconds to just fully take in everything that was said to you or anything that was noticed by yourself or even right now just take a second to recognize how far you've come think of where you were last year <sighs> take a deep breath you are an incredible person this is me paying you a compliment please receive that as best as you can um so yeah just practice that for a little bit Take a little time for yourself to just practice these muscles so that it can become something that you're used to more often. So you don't just brush away compliments, but fully just take that in. You are incredible. You are amazing. I see you and you're doing good. No, you're doing amazing. You're doing great. <laughs> take that in. All right, so moving on. For this week's episode, we are going to cover the concept of synchronicity. Now, what is synchronicity? What makes up synchronistic events? And why is it important to pay attention to synchronicity when it shows up in your life? Stay tuned to figure that out. <laughs> so the reason why I picked this topic is very interesting, but first I have to share a little backstory. So I came back from Utah from this wonderful retreat and I wasn't really quite sure about what topic to share on this week's episode and I wasn't really called to any particular topic but I kind of settled on speaking about the divine feminine and so I went to the library and I scoured all the sections looking for books on femininity and I couldn't find any and so I went to the laptops, the computers and I was searching for them couldn't find anything either. So I was getting a little frustrated and I just started going down the aisles like in this angry mood, just trying to find information because I already set in my mind that I was going to talk about femininity. Now, it's a little bit funny because I was using force and aggression to find a topic or to find information on femininity and flow. Like the irony in that is just ridiculous. But anyways, I found a couple of books and when I went to go check out, I realized that I did not have my wallet, which means I did not have my library card. So I went home empty-handed, a little annoyed, right? Anyways, the next day my mom asked me to run some errands for her. And so I went out to run these errands and when I went to the shop that I needed to go to, I realized that it was closed. So I had a little more free time in my hands. So I just decided to play some music in the car and the song that came up was actually a song from Tame Impala's new album. If you haven't checked it out, it's a pretty good album, but the song that really stuck out to me was called, or is called, On Track. I am a big Tame Impala fan. They're so groovy and cool. But this song was so meaningful to me because it just spoke about it's just so motivating. It talked about how it doesn't matter how slow you're feeling or despite all this like 
outside forces and you don't feel like you're on your way like always remember you're still on track like at the end of the day you're still on track and I was just feeling so inspired from it and it put me in such a good mood and because I was in a good mood I decided to head back to the library and before I entered I just said a quick prayer and just asked God to lead me to whatever information I needed to know and so I headed in and I just looked around and I came across this book and it's called The Celestine Vision by James Redfield. And it just looked interesting to me. So I grabbed that and I grabbed the two books that I left from the other day, checked out, came home. And despite the fact that I came back to the library to pick up my books from the other day, I was more drawn to this new book that I just checked out. And so I flipped open to the first couple pages and it was talking about synchronicity. And I was like, oh, interesting. I actually checked out a book the other day about synchronicity as well. And it's called There Are No Accidents by Robert H. Hopk. And so I was thinking like, this must mean something to me. And so I looked further into it and I knew it was super aligned. And so that's how we came across this topic. This topic of synchronicity came to me through synchronicity. It's super interesting and I'm excited to dive in. So let's, let's talk about it. Most of the information that I'm sharing is from these two books. So if you want to learn more about synchronicity, be sure to check them out. Anyways, what is synchronicity? Synchronicity is a term coined by Carl Jung. He was a analytical psychologist and he described synchronicity as the perception of meaningful coincidence. The purpose of synchronicity is to move human beings to a greater state of consciousness. Basically, the idea behind it is that coincidences in life can be really dramatic, but they can also be super subtle. And so with synchronicity, it asks us to kind of overcome the conditioning that we have as a society to reduce life to being ordinary and common and kind of look at the bigger picture and see how everything aligns for us in ways that are pretty mysterious but work in our favor. So in the book, There Are No Accidents, the author, Robert Hawk, talks about how synchronistic events usually have four different features. First, they are a causally connected. I literally had to look up what a causal means, <laughs> but a causal equals having no cause. Um, number two, they're they're a deeply emotional experience. Number three, they're symbolic. And number four, they are important in a transitional state in our lives. Like they often create a turning point in our timelines. So let's start with the first feature, being a causally connected or having no cause. Uh, I guess the best way to describe this is, is saying like, there isn't always a physical explanation to why a certain event occurred. So the book explains that we live in a cause and effect society, and mostly this is done through action. Like if I um, work hard, I'll get money, right? Like cause and then effect. But some things happen and they manifest in our lives and there's no real physical explanation to it. You kind of have to trust that like, manifestation can be through inner thoughts and not always through physical action. I hope that makes sense. I'm really trying my best to describe this because it did take me a second to understand it myself. So it's understanding that our inner worlds and our emotions and our intuition and our guiding systems and our outer worlds, like our realities, are connected. And so in order to 
believe in fate, you also kind of have to believe in subconscious manifestation or things happening outside of our control. In this society that we live in, I guess in the Western world at least, we really love control. I love the idea of control often because it makes me feel safe. But it's kind of like giving up that concept of there has to be a reason for everything and kind of just trusting that some things fall into our lap, whether we subconsciously manifest it or because it's fate just playing its role on on our life's path. So I'll give you an explanation from the book. Basically, one of the interesting stories that they shared was that there was this woman and she was trying to get in contact with her ex-lover and she went through all the, I guess, checklists of how to do that. Like she slurched him up in the phone book, she uh, looked him up online and to no avail until she went and visited a psychic to help look for him. And so the psychic told her to write his name on a piece of paper and to draw a black box around that his name. And to, like, in doing so, she would kind of confine his energy so that he'd be easier to pinpoint. And so she hung that up on her mirror and she looked at that. She looked at his name in the box every single day. And then a few weeks or months later, something like that, her ex-lover actually wrote her by pure coincidence, I guess you'd say. It's like a meaningful coincidence by chance. And so Kathy, there was the name of the woman, she didn't do any physical work that, like, he had no idea that she was trying to contact him. He didn't know that she went through all the payphones and stuff. So, like, her physical actions didn't really make a difference. Um, But it's the intentions that she set. It's, like, her inner world that she made a difference in. And through that, like, he came through. So you'd have to kind of believe in the idea of just like manifestation, which can't really be proven by science. So it's just this notion of like looking at the different laws of the universe in a way that's not so set in stone from what Western culture teaches us. Basically, it's just trusting that some things show up in our life without being able to be explained with scientific Um, evidence, I guess. It's just seeing these parallels in our inner world and outer world. Okay, hope that makes sense. The second feature of a synchronistic event is that it usually stirs up deep emotions once the event occurs. So Carl Jung used the term numinosity, and this means like when we feel like we're really undeniably in the presence of the divine. It's like having this deep connection and understanding like we're meant to be here or this event happened to us for a specific reason. Synchronicity, like it transcends human limitations. So events feel really deeply emotional. It makes us see like, holy cow, like how did that even happen? Like this has to have a deeper purpose. And so like this happened when I even rented these books. Like I it just like fell into my lap and I was like, oh my gosh, I was meant to talk about this topic. It all lined up and it was very meaningful for me. And I feel really good talking about it now. So it's just all lined up in a super really fulfilling way that was emotional. Thirdly, synchronistic events are symbolic and the symbolic dimension in them forces us to examine deeper aspects of our lives. It makes us look and dig deeper in, like what was the point of this? Where is this going? 
and it helps us build connections to like our storyline and like understand the archetypes we're in or like what's going on in our lives. So I'm just going to keep using this book example. Basically what I learned from it is that I was using force and masculinity and like aggression, not saying that masculinity equals aggression, but it was still like that masculine energy to try and be open to learning about femininity and flow and receptivity. Like they're two polar opposites and I was going about it the wrong way. And so the lesson I learned from this was to loosen up to to possibilities. And like through this experience of going with the flow and receiving this book, I naturally learned more about femininity than I would have through checking out a book and reading it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, And so it just also came in such like an important time in my life because that's what I've been focusing on lately, which is what the last point is. Synchronicity usually happens during transitional or pivotal times in our lives. And so it's true to nature. Like like I said, that's what I've been learning about in Utah is flow and receptivity and being open. And then this came into my life. Like it all makes sense and it all adds up and it's all connected. Synchronicity, you gotta love it. Synchronicity shows up in our life in different ways, so be sure to pay attention to all of the different outlets. Sometimes they come in through dreams, sometimes it comes in through seeing old friends, like if you think about someone one day and then the next day you run into them in the store. Uh, like a couple months ago, I was just on Facebook and I came across someone's profile and I stalked them a little bit and I was like, hmm, interesting. And then Two days later, I was on the road driving back home and the roads were icy and I spun out and I almost crashed my vehicle. And so I was spinning out on the road. It was super scary. Thank God everything was okay. And so I parked on the side of the road for for a second and the person who pulled up behind me to check if I was okay was the person that I was stalking on Facebook two days before. And I have not seen that person since high school. So that's like four and a half years (laughs) that I've seen them. So it was just like, okay, that's really interesting. From that event, I was just like, okay, like I feel really safe and protected. I'm glad that I'm safe. So that was the meaning that I got from that event. It was just kind of like telling me that everything was all right. Um, Another way synchronicity comes through is through chance meetings. Um, I met one of my best friends through synchronicity. I was studying abroad in England and on my first night there I decided to go out and get some drinks with my neighbor but while we were out she started feeling sick and realized that she had food poisoning and so when I walked her home I was waiting for her for a little while and right at that moment that I was waiting for her, my friend Katie, who is now like my best friend from England, came down the stairs at that exact moment. And we decided to go out that night and we formed this like super bond. And to this day, she's like my best friend from England. And through Katie, I met my current boyfriend now. So it was very important that that had to happen exactly as it did. Another way is through like information coming at the exact right time. I have such a funny story from this. So I was in Texas and I was thinking about Zoolander and I was, I forgot the name of the evil villain from Zoolander. And I was, as I was just like window shopping in Austin, 
I looked through a window and there was a portrait of freaking Mugatu from Zoolander who is the villain and I was just like what the hell is going on like there what are the odds that Mugatu is is here like who draws a picture of Mugatu anyways so that just came out perfectly and it's just like <laughs> it's just like a funny reminder it's just like holy shit like everything is connected I love it and so the most important thing to remember with synchronicities is just to stay alert and to trust your gut and to explore deeper into what's occurring one of the coolest parts about synchronicity is how it can be so subtle sometimes and so we're really being called to just like take a step back and like kind of see the bigger picture of how everything is connected it's like our challenge is to overcome the conditioning that makes us think that life is just ordinary and that like things just happen and to like step back and see like the mystery behind it all it's so much cooler to live that way and it often leads us into paths that we never even thought we would end up in throughout our lives most of us have learned to like to live our lives leading with our ego thinking that we have like to have complete control of our life and our day and everything that we do is up to us but we create like this inflexibility in our lives that makes us feel like there's nothing else out of our like that that nothing will happen out of our control and in a way that makes us feel safe but it also creates tunnel vision for us the mystery is always there. We just have to like decide to slow down and shift our focus and go beyond what we see as normal and really pay attention to like different opportunities coming our way. Like go with your gut, listen to your intuition, trust yourself and see where that can take you. So if you're starting to notice synchronicities in your life, I encourage you to go a little deeper and see if there's a little message for you that's hidden that's just nudging you in a specific direction that is specifically meant for you on your life path. All right, everyone, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining in on such an interesting topic. Uh, all my links are in the show notes. Follow me on Instagram and you can find my Facebook page and my website. I hope you have a wonderful week and that you allow yourself to play in the mystery of it all. All right, everyone. Bye.